listening to Strawberries and Champagne Marketing Podcast. Here, we try to help small business owners and entrepreneurs up their game when it comes to marketing. No expensive strategies, but creative strategies that you too can apply and benefit from. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Let's dive in. everybody welcome to episode number eight this is Susanna once again today we are talking about um, why your customers may say no to your products so we're going to understand what are the reasons why so let's get started all right so it's in in times like this uh, in times like this uh, that we're living right now we realize how important our sales are and also how much we should concentrate on selling on closing them whenever the prospect crosses the threshold of, of our business or then or, or whenever they land on our website it's very important that once a customer is already there we close the sale so whenever a repeat customer leaves we could or and actually we should get feedback on why they have decided not to buy from us anymore but um, also, have you ever wondered why a customer that gets very, very close to buying ends up, ends up not doing so? There is an actual reduced number of reasons why your prospects might end up saying no when they are very, very about to. Prospects, you have to think that prospects are people and therefore they don't behave too differently from one another when it comes to making a, a purchasing decision. So when I say that the number of reasons why they don't buy is very limited, what I mean is that it's really, really limited. So mostly there are only a handful of reasons or excuses we could say that we use as customers, we use over and over to say no to buying from a company. One of the most important obstacles that you can encounter and the one usually that you should avoid at all costs is that uh, you're actually pitching to the wrong audience. The people who you read, who you reach out to, they're not your ideal customers. Okay, so if they, if you realize that this is the case, it's because the people that you have reached, this is not your ideal customer. This is very, very wrong. Why is it very wrong? Because communicating is usually very expensive, especially it's time-consuming. But also, it is an investment if you communicate the right message to the right people at the right time. This is already an investment. But imagine that you are trying to reach the, your, the wrong audience. Your communication investment is not an investment anymore, but just turns into an expense because you're spending, you're spending money on things that are not going to give you any return. All right. So it could potentially become a source of complaints, also in the satisfaction. Let's say that for whatever the reason, the wrong audience buy the product and then it's a product that it wasn't originally for them. So this can, can cause real problems for you. All right. So offering the product to the wrong audience, you should avoid this as much as you can. Um, also, what could happen if you if you pitch the product to the wrong audience, the wrong um, prospects in a way, they could either ignore you, okay, or in the end remember that they can cause you trouble because it's not what they expected, it's not what they wanted, and of course it's not what they expected and not what they wanted because the product is not designed for them. You originally designed the product for somebody else. So of course they're going to be dissatisfied. So if you have chosen to pitch the wrong audience, sort of like barking at the wrong tree, your customers will find valid reasons not to buy your product. Because again, it's not for them. When they find conditions that your product cannot possibly meet, um, then your sale is lost forever. It's lost from, from the very start, right? Because they are going to find an excuse, a valid excuse, not to, to decide that the product is not right for them. And it's okay because they're actually right. 
and it doesn't matter the thing is it won't matter what you say to them or you prove to them about the product the product would never ever be right it won't solve the problem so this is why identifying the right cast the right customer is basic on your sales effort this is why you have to research and um, as i have mentioned communication is very pricey not necessarily only money wise but also time and attention wise so you should be concentrated on something else that is going to be more productive and more relevant instead for your business however there are other types of um, excuses that your customers might find to step out of the sales process that you have crafted so you have created this this um, not expensive but very time consuming uh, sales process and everything and then they they might find a loop they might find a way out these excuses to step out of the sales process, these are what we usually call objections um, when we are talking about sales. You should not take objections and um, as a refusal or a denial, okay? It's not like they're rejecting the product, but you should take them as an indication that they need to know more about the product. They need more information, they need to know more, okay? So don't take them as, don't take the, the objection or the obstacles as something that means they're not interested. No, it doesn't mean that, okay? It just means that they are trying to slow down the sale. So depending on, on your business industry and your business realm, the objections could be different from business to business, but they're all, all going to fall into one out of the following three categories. They're either going to be internal objections or internal excuses, external objections or external excuses and solution-related ones. So the internal, well, let's explain one by one, each one of them. So the internal objections, they're usually related to themselves, to the potential customers. So this basically means that they, your prospects, um, they have doubts about themselves when using the product. Doubts about whether they would use it enough to justify the expense, or maybe they're not sure they're going to be able to use it properly or to take full advantage of it, or maybe they don't see themselves capable of using it, of learning how to use it, because it might be very complex or in their mind it might be very complex. So this is the first type of objections that you can encounter related to themselves. The second type of objections, they're external, which means they are related to the circumstances around them. So the people that they interact with, and it could, they could be related to other outer factors that could affect the purchase. So maybe uh, sometimes they might think, what will people think if I buy this? Or what would people think if I, if I wear this or if I use this product? Or maybe they start thinking, I could never afford that. Um, I could never spend this money. What, if I, what are people going to think if I spend this much money in this item? So these are external objections because they're related to what, what's around them. It could be related to people or their particular circumstances. So this is the second type of objections that they can encounter. The third type are directly related to your solution, to whatever that you're selling to your product. So an example of this could be, I think it's too complex to use, or maybe I'm not sure if it fits in my living room, or I'm not sure if this color is adequate for my house, something like this. So they're related directly to your product, that you, the product that you're trying to offer. So the third type, this type of um, objections, they can have a broader influence and sometimes they're not only related to your specific product, but they can intertwine with the other types of objections. So like, um, or maybe sometimes they think um, not only, not only um, about your product, but maybe the objection is about the whole industry that you represent somehow, or the company that you, that you work for. 
So maybe for whatever the reason they don't trust the company or maybe they just don't trust the industry because it's something that they have seen in the past. So as you see there, um, there are these three different types of, of uh, excuses that your customers or your potential customers can come up with when you're trying to pitch a product. But like I said, you can, uh, you can encounter this in, in any industry. So the objections are going to be different depending on the product that you're selling, but mostly they're going to be into one of these three categories. So um, how, do you, how do you manage this? How can you overcome this challenge? So what you have to do is, again, research and try, and try to understand what could be the reasons why they would say no. So um, you, should buy, you should build sorry, a list of possible reasons and then come up with answers to each one of those reasons. That way, whenever the prospects already um, throw you this excuse, you already have an answer. Or even better, you can start before, um, before you go to the, to the sale, you start um, reducing the impact of these objections by giving them information maybe about other customers or maybe about uh, testimonials, past experiences, or the things that you have done to, in order to solve the objections that they have in, in their minds. But don't worry about too, mu too much about this because in, an, um, in another episode, I will cover uh, fully how to handle objections when you're dealing with sex. All right, so this is it for today. Thanks a lot for listening. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite feed or to iTunes. You can also follow me on WordPress, Facebook and Instagram where you can find me as the unusual marketer. Thank you for being there. Till soon. Love you all.